Oh, good morning. I hope you're all doing good uh, through these difficult times that we're in. Our scripture today is the last of Jesus's I am sayings and is a metaphor told by Jesus at his last meal with his disciples. In John 13, Jesus tells them he's going away and they can't come. And he's not sure when he'll be back. They are losing their Lord, they are losing their friend, and they don't know when they'll see him again. They don't know what is going on. Plus, the indomitable Peter also has had the wind knocked out of him by hearing from Jesus that he will deny him three times. This dinner party is not going very well. The disciples' lives are in upheaval. What will they do now if Jesus is not going to be around? Jesus senses this turmoil, and in John 14 verse 1, he says, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. That word troubled, it means to be stirred, to be agitated, distressed, to be anxious and unknowing. We too are in troubling times where we, like the disciples, are unsure what is happening around us. What is true? What is false? What will our future look like? And just like the disciples losing connection to our nearest and dearest. Into this fear of the disciples, of losing their God, their friend, their purpose in life, and being seemingly left alone in the world, Jesus in John 15 speaks this metaphor of the vine. These words are amongst the last words Jesus would speak to his disciples as the next day he would be crucified. Last words are pretty important. Often they are poignant, purposeful, meaningful, directive. Surely we can say the same about the last words of Jesus. Surely there's a powerful message in this metaphor of the vine and the branches, and not just for the disciples, but also for us today. Firstly, I want to say what the primary message of this metaphor is not. I know when we read this as frail human beings, we are drawn immediately to the withering branches and the burning up. But really, the emphasis lies somewhere else. And we find it both in the beginning and repeated again at the end of our metaphor. Repetition means take note, important. Jesus puts the emphasis in this story on remaining as opposed to being thrown away and on fruit bearing as opposed to becoming firewood. Remaining and fruit bearing are what Jesus is interested in. And really, they are one thing, not two. They go together. You can't bear fruit without staying connected to the vine. In fact, it is the vine that makes the fruit, not the branch. Yay! I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't feel very fruit-bearing at all. I don't see lots of love apples or patient pears hanging off my life. The pressure to be a laden fruit tree for Jesus is tough. But good news. Fruit is that which originates or comes from something. And that something is actually not us. It comes from the vine. I don't have to create the fruit myself. Our metaphor says so. No branch can be a fruit by itself. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We have to be connected to the vine. Fruitfulness comes from remaining in the vine. So remain, Jesus says, 
It means to abide, not to depart a place, to continue to be present. John 15, 4, Jesus says to the disciples, remain in me. This is an imperative, a command. It is something that we choose to do, to be joined to Christ, not to depart from him and to continue to be present so that we can be fruit bearing, so that God is glorified, so that we can be his disciples in the world. Jesus, through this metaphor, is handing on the family business to his disciples. These last words are his succession plan. This is not just a sweet little story. It's his plan for after he's gone to leave a reflection of himself on the earth to continue the goal of glorifying God in the world. He is replacing himself with the disciples and handing the baton on. These are Jesus' last wishes. How can they remain in him when he's not there? How can we today remain in him and be fruitful when he's not here? How can we fulfill these last wishes in the earth? Our text is surrounded by the answer. In the last half of John 14, after telling the disciples not to be troubled over his departure, he promises to send them another counsellor, that is, someone just like him, the spirit of truth who, unlike Jesus, will be with them forever. This spirit of truth will teach them all things and remind them of what Jesus has taught them. This counsellor, this parakletos, this one called alongside to help, this spirit will take the place of the physical Jesus. Jesus says in John 14, 18, I'm not leaving you as orphans, parentless, rootless, loveless, but I'm going to be with you forever by my spirit. And in John 16, he says, when the spirit of truth comes, he's going to guide you into all the truth. He'll not speak on his own, but he'll speak what he hears and tell you what is yet to come. He will bring the glory to me from taking what is mine and making it known to you. The Spirit envelops this image of the vine and the branches, and it is the Spirit who is, who brings, who transports the life, the sap, traveling along the vine to the branches to create fruit. It's not our determination or our willpower. It is the Spirit that will enable us to fulfill Jesus' last wishes and be his disciples and bring glory to God in the world. It's the Spirit who enables us to take his place. This metaphor addresses fears and anxieties of the troubled disciples and even our fears today. You will not be alone, he says. You are connected to me still, not physically, but by my Spirit. Continue to be present and I will be present to you. You will still be fruitful and purposeful because you're remaining in me by faith. You can still talk to me and I will hear. Verse seven says, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. You can still be my disciples and bring glory to God now through the ever present spirit of God. This vineyard image would be familiar to the disciples. Vineyards abound in Israel, but more importantly, the people of Israel have been described as a vineyard Isaiah 5.7 says, The vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel. Psalm 80 verse 8, You have brought a vine out of Egypt, children of Israel. 
Now Jesus is saying that image still applies. You are part of the vineyard of God, the people of God. These three chapters of John, 14 to 16, can speak, I believe, to our current situation of fear and unknowing due to COVID-19. They begin and end with trouble and tribulation in the world. John 16 says, in me you have peace, in the world you have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. But in the midst of these bookends of trouble and tribulation, we have John 15, the beautiful image of the fruitful vineyard. God's not bothered by the trouble and he encourages us not to be. John 14 to 16 reminds us whatever loss we may be experiencing, whatever trouble we fear, whatever fears we have that God has not left us. We are not alone in the world. We are not orphans, rootless, hopeless, and without God in the world. He has not left the building. Jesus, by his spirit, abides in us forever and will enable us to be God's people in the world as we remain in him and let his words remain in us. God is with us all the time by his spirit to make us into the vineyard of God, the Israel of God, the people of God, a place of beauty and fruitfulness and joy, even in a troubled world. Jesus in John 15 says, look, there's a true vine. That would indicate that there could be false vines. And scripture concurs with that. There are wicked vines whose wine is poison, wild vines causing sickness, corrupt vines, empty vines. There is the temptation when life is difficult, when we are troubled, to connect to other things which are not life-giving. Anger, anxiety, fear, frustration, loneliness, forms of gratification like me eating lots of Il Forno donuts, Jesus is the only true giver of life, our helper and sustainer, and he says to us to remain with him. I want to finish with this image of a joyful harvest feast. Why? Well, because the vineyard image to me is a symbol of just this, a place of family, fruitfulness, joy, laughter, provision. And I believe that Jesus thinks the same. In John 15, 10, it says, if we remain in his love, my joy will remain in you. There is joy for us in remaining in him. I want to also remind you of that other image in Psalm 23. And it says that though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for God is with me. He also says, and I will prepare a table before you in the midst of our enemies. So God is in the midst of our trouble that may surround us today, whatever that may be for you. In the midst of that trouble, he gives us the Holy Spirit that surrounds and buffers and uh, encourages us, enables us to be that beautiful vineyard of God, that branch connected to the vine. He provides a place of joy in the midst of trouble. He provides a dinner party in the midst of our enemies. And I believe this is the image that God wants us to have in these days. We are joined to the vine of God, 
We have life through the Spirit. We have hope. And the purpose of it is that we will experience fruitfulness and joy and peace. I want us to have that image this morning of that uh, table prepared, even in the midst of your troubles around you, even in the midst of your enemies. God has promised us sustenance by his spirit. We are connected to the living God. We are not alone. We are not orphans. We have his spirit dwelling with us. May you be blessed. Amen.